Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shine with the Sun. I am your host, the beautiful, the delectable, the intelligent Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> well, today's episode is a little bit controversial. Whenever I speak on this, I get a lot of angry rants from people. And I just want to say before you send that email, listen to the entire episode. And my response to that email will be, I do not care. I said what I said. Okay, so I want to start off this beautiful Jupiter day. Thursday is ruled by Jupiter, the planet of abundance and expansion. Remember that. Mental illnesses aren't real. And I stand on that. And no matter what quote, what website, what doctor you point me to, I will never move on this rock. I will die on this hill. Mental illnesses are not real. And this is someone who has been diagnosed with ADHD, ADD, multiple personality disorder, not bipolar, multiple. That means I have more than two. I'm thinking four. Multiple personality disorder. And the list was so long, I don't remember half of the things that doctor kept on diagnosing me with. I had to, like, it was horrible. But the entire time, I looked at him and I said, there is not a motherfucking thing wrong with me. At all. I don't give a f- I'm not taking none of the medications you prescribed me. I'm not doing nothing. And that's when I really started focusing on holistic healing and care. Because I realized, okay, I can be a little wobbly. <laughs> My thoughts can and emotion can be a little impulsive. And I can be a little crazy, you know, sometimes. And act on those impulsive thoughts. But that does not make me mentally unstable. And even if I am mentally unstable, no prescription is going to make me mentally stable. It's just going to drown me out, like numb out my own thoughts and make me not have impulsive thoughts. But the moment I do, when I stop taking that medication, I do have impulsive thoughts, I'm going to act on them again. So that doesn't make me mentally stable. The only thing that can make someone mentally stable is by building their own stability. And that is through spirituality. I would die on this hill. I would die. All the king horses and all the king men could not change my opinion. I do not believe in mental illnesses. I believe in people having undeveloped relationship with their inner world, with their inner being. And the more you get to learn yourself and know yourself, know your triggers, know what's wrong with you, and learn how to fix it, the more you raise yourself. Because... What they call my multiple personalities disorder is my, I call my inner child. And my inner child could be a little <laughs> dramatic, you know. But I learned what my inner child mean, needs. I know when I get that voice in my head that gets really angry and that wants to just start breaking shit or that wants to get really sad and wants to cry all day and gets really depressed... When I get that feeling, instead of me leaning into that and giving into that and saying, oh, this is just me. I'm just going to do this because that's what I'm used to. Instead of me going that route, I have learned, trained, taught myself that that is just my inner child throwing a fit like we all do. And now it's time to raise her, parent her. What does my inner child need? When she is angry, I have learned that means she either feels unseen or unheard by the people around her. If other people will not hear her, it is my responsibility to hear her, make her feel loved, calm her down. The more I do that, I'm angry. I'm about to smack someone in the face because they're not listening 
instead of doing that, I don't have to take my reaction out on other people. I just learned to say, it's okay. I hear you. Me, the God in me is hearing my inner child. I don't need the world to hear me. I hear me. And when I put my hand on my heart, take a deep breath, and I say this, and I believe in this, and I soothe her, that mental illness, quote-unquote mental illness, magically goes away without a pill, without a therapist or anything. I'm my own fucking therapist. There's a podcast I listened to about Carl Young. And the first time I listened to this podcast was like 2018. I thought the guy was just a total narcissistic asshole. He said something like this. Nowhere I got the idea from. But he said that people who read self-help books all day and go talk to a therapist all day and go, oh, woe is me. My ADHD makes me unable to do this. And my depression makes me unable to do this. He said those people are pussies and they'll never go anywhere meaningful in life. And I was like, whoa, 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 this guy's, a, this guy's a piece of shit. But I started listening to this podcast again recently, and I 100% agree with him. Why are you... Words don't teach. You can listen to all my podcast episodes. You can read all the books you want by all the yoga masters. You can do all these things. But until you learn yourself, those words won't do anything. That therapist is only soothing and bypassing your triggers maybe if it's a really good therapist they're telling you your triggers but for you to realize what you need to work those triggers out so you don't they don't trigger you as easily or even if they do trigger you they don't take you to a mental place that's just so crazy they don't make you spiral the only thing that can stop that reaction is yourself and what you do and the ways you know how to soothe and parent yourself and others. And to me, it's that simple. It's really that simple. You don't need to read a book about atomic habits to know you're undisciplined. <laughs> that reading that book will not make you disciplined. It's the actions you take that make you disciplined or not. And this is someone who has spent over $2,500 on self-help books. Easy. I can tell from my Amazon card. I've done it all from Napoleon Hills to Joe Dispenza to Walter Russell to Tower Brack. I've done it all. I, honestly, I have so many self-help books. I read them and I love them. Honestly, I, I do. But <laughs> I read Atomic Habits three times. I'm still not. My habits still aren't shit for real. I'm still getting it together. Why? Because reading that book does, doesn't make me do anything different. It makes me just gather information. Like, okay, I learned, I've learned that I need to fucking uh, have a morning and night routine. That's nice information. Thank you very much for that information. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to be on my phone all night. You know, read a book, see the therapist, doing these little things don't help you. The only thing that helps you fight your quote-unquote depression or anxiety is the way you can detach from that label of I am an anxious person, go to the center of I am a human being that has emotions and anxiety so happens to be one of them. And unlucky for me is that I have gone my life living where anxiety is the loudest voice in my head. And when that voice of anxiety comes up, I tense up. The real me tense up and becomes a slave to that voice. And I 
identify so much with that voice. I don't know how to separate myself from it. And then I become anxious. And I say I'm such an anxious person. And that voice is just living in my head, rent-free, taking over my life. I have made the mistake of letting that happen because nobody stopped me. I didn't know it was even happening. I thought anxiety was the only voice in my head. I had no idea I could I could let love be the loudest voice in my head. I had no idea that even the gratitude voice in my head even existed. I haven't talked to him for 17 years. So what I'm going to do now is no longer let anxiety be the dictator of my head of my life and when anxiety comes up I will have my tools that I may have read from a self-help book or maybe I did the spiritual work to know what helps me the most but I have these tools that I will use to make anxiety sit the fuck down listen to my episode tell your inner critic to shut the fuck up it does not have to be the loudest voice in your head and it's easy some simple tools that you can use to have the voice in your head, whether it be anger, depression, anxiety, I'm not good enough, judgment, criticism, whatever. The tools that you use to make that voice shut up, it's up to you. Some that I like to use are, I breathe. I distract myself from listening to that voice. Instead of spiraling and letting it take over and having a monologue through my life and just drowning in that voice telling me I'm not good enough, telling me something bad's going to happen because something bad always happens, blah, blah, blah. Instead of leaning in and sinking in and drowning in that voice, I will breathe, I'll go on a walk, I'll focus on five things I see, four things I hear, three things I can touch, two things I can smell, and one thing I can taste. And that will take me away from that voice and into who I really am, the person perceiving that voice, the person hearing that voice, because there's two of us. We're always split. There's, some people have 12 of you, us, but there's always at least two people inside of you. And you know this because, for example, when I'm angry, like say I'm angry at my friend for not doing something. And I'm like, she's so annoying. Why would she not do this? I asked her to do this. And I, that voice would be going on in my head, getting me angry and angrier. But then there's a little voice inside of my head, too, that says, maybe she has a good reason. Then the anger in me says, fuck now, fuck her reason. She should have blah, 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 blah. But the fact that that other voice in me said, maybe she had a good reason, even though it was the tiniest voice in my head, the fact that that little voice was there shows me that anger isn't all I am. I have that opportunity to lean into that maybe she has a good reason voice more than I lean into the anger. And that's all, it, all it's about. When you're depressed and you're sad and you're spiraling, I'm going to be in bed all day, I can't stand it, I hate my life, then you hear that little voice that says it's going to be okay. The human reaction is to say, no, it's not going to be okay, I'm depressed, ah. But we have to train ourselves to lean more into the opposite voice that says, Let's get up. Let's be productive. Let's get our mind off of this. And the more you train yourself to listen to that other voice, the louder it gets. And the more quiet the depression, the anxiety, the anger gets. You got what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm saying. And finding little ways for you to lean into the other voice, the kind voice that is always there, that's always available to you, that is just waiting for you to listen. The Bible calls it the still small voice that 
God will never yell at you the way Satan does. And I see that as joy will never yell at you. Happiness, love will never yell at you. But anger will. But you're not good enough, Will. So how can you find a way to lean into, lean out of the voice yelling at you and lean into the voice whispering to you, I love you. You are okay. All is well. You are safe. And that's the key. The more you can do that, oh my God, as soon as you learn how to do that, all your quote unquote mental illnesses are gone. Just like that. You feel, you get to feel depressed and whatever. The feeling will come up. But when you can lean into the love that's there and out of the depression, you'll see that your depressive episodes go from two days to one day to four hours to two hours to five minutes. And that's how it is with my anger nowadays. Usually I'll be angry for a week, but I'm at the point where I'm angry for a day. I won't go to bed angry anymore. Or even if I do, I won't wake up angry. Before I could be angry for a whole week, honey. Just <laughs> living in that state. Just living in that state. And the more we live in that state, the more we can become familiar with it. And that can be a scary thing. But it also means that if we train ourselves to live in a state of joy and bliss and peace, the more familiar we get with it and the more it becomes our home base just like that because some people are angry all the time it's their home base you can take them to the carnival give them ice cream they can have the best day in the world you still won't see them smile you know that's their home base and why is it that so many more people are stuck in that home base of upset sad angry and less of peace less of joy why is it well it's simple because people listen to the loudest voice in their head and that loudest voice like i said will always be the mean ones because the mean ones will yell the kind ones are sitting there peacefully waiting for you to call on them so if you don't know how to lean into the happy voices first thing you gotta do is say make the intention say god source universe myself i wish i want i intend i command my the voices that upset me to shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down and i say the voices that bring me clarity harmony and peace rise up and take center stage making that command every day i don't want to call it affirmation this is a demand to my psyche to my inner world hey anger bitterness all this shit all this dwelling on negative shit you're going to you're going to the corner turn around sit down you don't have a place here peace is teaching peace is in control love is wearing the crown now honey and you can do that I do it in a forceful way because I'm a forceful person. But you can do that in a loving way. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, anger. I understand. Okay, this is also very important. I didn't want to make this episode too long, but I have to say this. I have to get this out of the way. Even the bad feelings that are going on within you are there for a reason. Always, 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 always there for a reason. Your inner critic is there for you to do better. It's like my episode of you are not your blank, 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 blank. When I said that when a, 
parents is angry at their child. They're not angry because they hate them, you know. They're angry because they want the child to do better. Your inner critic is not criticizing you because it hates you. It's criticizing you because it wants you to do be your best. And I always say the reason I have so much confidence is because I already went through my checklist. You feel me? I know my makeup is perfect. Check. I know my outfit is perfect. Check. I know I prepared well. I I know I came flawless. So why would I not be confident? If you have a test and you studied and and you know the curriculum front to back, you're not worried about the test. But if you have a test and you didn't study at all, you don't know what the fuck this class is about, you're going to be worried, you know? And your inner critic is here to make sure that you're not worried. Your inner critic is there criticizing you like you're not studying for the test. Look at you, you're fucking up. And it may be a toxic way to love you, but it's there because it does love you. All the feelings you have are there because it does love you. The worrier in you, the worry, W-O-R-R-Y, the part of you that is a worry worry and you can't chill out about nothing. That part doesn't hate you, even though it feels like it because it doesn't give you a break. No, that part loves you so much. It wants to make sure you're safe. It's worried about your safety. And you should be appreciative of that, you know? Like, oh my God, thank you, worry, for worrying about me. That's love. But it's also your responsibility to make sure that worry does not have the loudest voice in your head. That worry does not have the biggest seat on the throne. It shouldn't. It should be a counselor and advisor, you know, before you make a rash decision. Consult your worrier in you. And say, hey, worrier, how do you feel about this? And a worrier will say, okay, these are my list, list of reasons why this is not a good idea. Boo, boo, boo. You don't have to listen to that worrier still. It's just an advisor. You may take your, that worrier in you. You may take its advice like, okay. I'm going to put that into consideration. I'm going to update my plan. I'm going to make my plan better because of the things the warrior said make sense. Okay? She's worried about my safety. Okay? I'm going to make more accommodations to make sure I'm more safe. Perfect. Okay? Now that's, that's out of the way. And you move on. But what most people do is they give warrior the mic and then they don't know how to take the mic away. The warrior starts going on and 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 on. They're frozen and they don't even want to do the thing anymore. They're just scared and they're... No. You have to know how to make yourself the boss or make the other sides of you consultation. Make your inner critic um your consultant. They actually help you get further along. Before I drop an episode, I ask my inner critic, what did you think about the episode? The inner critic said, it was a good episode. I just think that you should have done this. And da, 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 da. I take that into consideration. I'm like, you know, you're right, inner critic. Let me edit this here. Boom, 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 boom. But I won't let the inner critic go on and on and on and on until it makes me hate my episode and I need to do a good job. If the inner critic has a lot to say about it, I'll say, okay, I'll do better the next episode. I won't beat myself up about it. But I still value my inner critic's opinion. Because the criticism it's given me, other people may have it too. And the more I listen to it, the more I'll upgrade it. You get what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm saying. So always appreciate all, all those parts of you. Even though they're quote-unquote negative, they're still helpful. They still have something important to say. They're in your head for a reason. God did not put anything in your head to hurt you. Your relationship to it and how you... Let it, how you allow it to take control of your life is what is hurting you. And that is why I don't believe in mental illnesses. It's that, just that simple. 
whatever is harming you or making your life harder, the simple thing to do is learn how to soothe that voice. Learn how to take the microphone away from that voice. Take note of what that voice had to say, okay? Adjust your life a little bit towards it. Like, okay, I understand why I'm thinking this, but I'm still going to do me at the end of the day. And connect with your inner self. What does doing me look like to you? If you're a naturally a happy person, you like to be in nature and go on walks, but when you're depressed, you go into zombie mode and you're in bed and it's hard for you to shower, you can say, I'm not going to let depression make the most out of me. I'm going to do me. Depression can live in the background and while I'm on my walk, being, I can be upset, I can be sad, but I'm not going to just dive into depression and let it drown me. I can coexist with it. I can do me. I can be the happy-go-lucky person I am with a little bit of sadness here and there. It's okay to be sad. It's okay. These emotions are here for me to experience life to the fullest. Imagine if you didn't have sadness. Imagine if you didn't have anger. You're just laughing at everything. <laughs> that, that is a mental illness. <laughs> you're so just laughing at every little thing like that's a that's a fucking mental illness no feel your feelings you're human who are given them for a reason everything god gave you is here to make life more joyful and let that be the mindset oh look at me being a worry word again look at me always having angry thoughts <laughs> laugh at that and acknowledge that and know that those thoughts are normal they're human everyone has the capacity to feel them but you don't have to fill them at the fullest. You don't have to make them your identity. You can easily coexist with them. Like me right now. I'm pretty fucking angry that I'm locked out of my mother's house and all my siblings are asleep and not opening the door and picking up the phone. I'm angry. <laughs> but you didn't know I was angry because until I said it. <laughs> but that's because I'm letting my attitude of the podcaster and my attitude of the angry younger sibling coexist together. I don't have to start storming my and having a fit just because I'm mad. I can say, okay, I'm annoyed right now. I'm going to record a podcast and hopefully by the time I record it, someone wakes up and they can open this door for me. You know, I'm letting those two feelings coexist without drowning in one or the other. And if I'm going to drown in one, I'm going to drown in bliss and joy and peace. And that's it. So think about this. I bid you all adieu. Your homework for tonight is think about the voices in your head that you let be the loudest. They do not have to be the loudest. Honey. They, can, they can coexist with peace. And if a voice is going to be the loudest, let it be peace. Let it be joy. Let it be love. Let it be God. I love you all so much. Stay bright. Stay beautiful. And remember, you are a God. So act like it and shine with the sun. LLC. Mwah.